0: Check, check, right check.
1: this is the fly moto 60 show
2: presented by maxis tires pro taper and get data on PulpMX.com.
1: taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host steve mathis
3: welcome everybody fly racing moto 60 show presented by get pro taper and maxis tires it's on now 702-586-7857 it's 11 a.m pacific give us a call let's talk some denver supercross this weekend brand new venue well not brand new they had one race there in 1996 at the old stadium i was there couldn't go uh onto the field where the broncos played so went around the field and uh really lane track and uh it's the last round of the series too and uh yeah, whole thing was kind of blah. But uh, we're going back to Denver. It'll be much better this time for round 15 of 17 on the Lucas Oil, uh, Lucas Oil, Jesus, Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series. Uh, I have Lucas Oil written down here because uh, if you want to talk about the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships, that's coming up. Give us a call, 702-586-7857. We are giving away a set of fly racing uh, chain and sprockets today. Chain two. Yeah, chain. Okay. Uh, also uh, coming up, Jason Thomas, Jason Wygant to discuss Nashville this past weekend, Denver this weekend, uh, and the series, of course, coming up. Um, yeah, to the to the end. So can Cooper Webb hold on? Can Tomac win in front of his home crowd? All of that stuff and more we'll talk about today on the show. Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. Please uh, go to your local dealer, pound the counter, demand to see the latest Fly Racing stuff. Um, Formula helmet is out now, 2019 and a half kinetic mesh. You saw that in Daytona. Uh, Blake Bagley, so you saw some sweet-ass white gear this past weekend also uh, at the races. So um, they're not selling it, but it was sweet anyways. Uh, FR5 mid-level boot, we gave the set away of those last week. So those are all things that are going on at Fly Racing and uh, flyracing.com to learn more. I just ordered some mountain bike stuff and uh, absolutely love it. Uh, their line of mountain bike stuff is strong so thanks to those guys thanks to ProTaper ProTaper.com Rockstar Husky Worldwide uh, Geico Honda JGR Suzuki all running uh, ProTaper products uh, so please yeah check them out from the oversized bar to the 7 8's bar to the uh, fusion bar which you can uh, turn a little wheel and uh, have the feeling of a crossbar or the feeling of no crossbar uh, the fusion bar is super sweet as well so thanks to ProTaper Maxxis tires MXST tires developed by the king Jeremy McGrath light truck tires mountain bike tires uh, dirt bike tires and folks That Maxxis can do it all, and uh, they do a great job, whether it's uh, the truck tires, or the mountain bike tires, or the dirt bike tires. AJ Kanzo are running the MXSTs in Supercross right now, I think AJ's back this weekend from injury, so he is uh, uh, looking to do something uh, this weekend in in the race, and maybe, maybe if you're AJ, maybe making the main isn't so smart, the Yamaha, uh, Problem X Yamaha LCQ challenge points are coming down to the wire, and AJ is in the running to get some cash, so... He might want to just look at that a little bit. So thanks to uh, Maxis and thanks thanks to uh, ProTaper. And also Get, 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 uh, Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger, Josh Grant, all using Get products on their Monster Energy Yamahas. Uh, Get products in Europe have captured a ton of world championships over the years. Teams use their data logger. Uh, if you need an ECU for a two-stroke or a four-stroke, check out Get. Uh, getdata.it for more information on those guys. If you want a deal from Get or anything from Athena, sister company of theirs, uh, just um, simply email the show at uh, um, using the contact form on pulpmex.com and we can make it happen and get you a deal just for listening. So again, 702-586- 7857. If you want to chat about Supercross or the upcoming motocross series, we can do that. Uh, Lines Still some lines open and we're giving away a fly racing chain and sprocket set. So as I said, Jason Thomas and uh, Jason Wygant coming on this edition of the show. So, um, oh, by the way, too, this Friday at the Oriental Theater in Denver, we uh, we're having a live Racer RacerX podcast show. Tickets start at twenty bucks. Still some tickets left. So, uh, yeah, twenty bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay a little bit more to sit up front, or if you want to meet us after the show, we're gonna hang out. Uh, just yeah, uh, go on pulpmex.com or RacerX. Click on the link, and uh, we'll have fun. These things are great. Denny Stevenson and Will Hahn will be the guests at uh at friday show so looking forward to that man always fun to talk to you guys and always fun to uh basically just get into bench race arguments in front of everybody on stage so instead of doing it in private so uh yeah thank you for that taking your calls producing the show holding things down over there in the corner the tits legendary tits what's up hey steve what's happening you know no i don't no um i'm here for the show once again, dynamic uh, personality. Tits legendary over there in the corner. So thank you, everybody, for that. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Right, got it. Thanks, tits. Uh, let's go to our first guest from Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com. He's the regular on the show. We'll talk Denver, Nashville, and more. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT?
1: Not too much. Uh, watching it rain in Boise, and then gonna fly into uh, some probably nastier weather into Denver tomorrow.
3: Tits is quite a sidekick, huh? Quite a quite a lot there.
1: Tits is a great sidekick. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah, like when I when I when I introduce him and and
1: right, yeah, and, a lot but, of a lot of content coming from from Tits. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. ask him about Fly products and uh, right. his opinion on certain things. Tits,
3: what yeah. did Tits? What did you think of the limited edition Fly Racing uh, all white stuff? I actually didn't like it. Oh, jeez. sorry. Oh,
0: what I, th- th- I think that's just saying Fly Racing has come so far from where they started. I saw the old school logo on there and I thought. Yeah, I like their new stuff better. Uh, so
3: for well, better
1: or worse, that was my true up. Uh, thank God. Thank God you're I not felt.
3: selling it, JT, because tits wouldn't be there for you.
4: Nope.
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy to me because when I saw it, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I wore that stuff for an entire season, <laughs> mm-hmm. actually like a season and a half. That's we Subway. Got it. That's Subway Vegas.
3: Honda stuff, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 I wore it for a year and a half. So I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, It was no big deal to me, but yeah, people were super into it, which is cool. That's yeah. what we're trying to accomplish is to get people to pay attention.
3: Kiefer asked me to ask you when it's going to come out.
1: Uh, it came out last weekend. Oh, okay. Turned All right. Yeah. Nashville Supercross. Right, yep.
3: right, right. So if there's a rider that's a large 34, or whatever he is, he, that's where he has to get it from?
1: Well, from the, the way he's gone about this, I would... I would probably burn that set if we had one laying oh, okay. around for him. All right, Yeah, I'd probably make sure that didn't happen.
3: Um, what's uh, Yeah, that's cool stuff. It looked good. Uh, I thought it looked really good. And, of course, Baggett podium in it, which makes it look even better, right?
1: Yeah, it was cool. And, and Zacco got fifth. Um, you know, those guys were up front all night and riding well. And, you know, the way social media is now, you can't avoid it, you know, unless you're just completely disengaged or have a flip phone or something. Uh, it's everywhere, it's online, it's in social media, it's on TV. It was uh it was good. You know, those guys are a big part of making sure the public does see it. Um and it helps when you get a podium like you said, but man, it's it's hard to avoid if you're engaged in the sport at all.
3: Yeah, absolutely. How long have you had that for and when does fly racing decide to and why does fly racing decide to launch at Nashville, let's say? What what's what's the significance if any of that?
1: Well, we've had it for a while. Um you know, it in its purest essence, it was to be used at a retro race. You know, we used to we used to do specific retro races going back to, like, 2009. You know, A2, 2009 was full retro. And we used to do those regularly, uh, and that was what it was built for. Um, that hasn't really come to fruition, and I know Max was kind of looking at it, like, hey, I need to use this stuff sometime, I need to use it. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Um, the decision with the St. Jude's race being a really cool cause and and something that we could just have something different at uh, it just it worked you know it wasn't the perfect use for it because there wasn't a retro race but it, it fit the bill for something different and something to draw attention to.
3: Can I have a uh, weather report for Denver? How are we looking, weatherman JT? What what's going on? We saw, everyone saw the snow everywhere all over social media. Um, that should be gone or hopefully. Or where are we at?
1: So Denver is uh, they are dealing with what's called a cyclone bomb. Okay um it's a rare weather occurrence but uh yeah late late April or mid-April snow is not the you know rarest thing ever but uh this unique weather pattern they're in uh they got a lot of snow um I'm hearing four to six inches downtown and then even more you know in the in the rural parts of of the metro area um but yeah everybody's seen the pictures of the track There's obviously a lot of snow on it uh there is a chance for more snow later today 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, they're saying more, maybe. Oh, boy. Um, But the good news is Friday, Saturday, looks like it will be dry. Uh, So even as bad as it looks right now, I think Saturday afternoon and Saturday night, it's just going to be ruddy. I don't think we're going to get mud. Um, I think it's just going to be soft and tricky, uh, similar to what we've seen in New Jersey in in previous years. Um, So I think the racetrack will be fine. It it will be tricky. It will be soft and ruddy. uh, But we're not going to have it full on mud or anything like that. I, I don't believe anyway.
3: Tits? Now, that's a weather report right there. I said, JT missed his true calling in life. He I did. know that Modo worked pretty needs, well
0: for him, but this was green screen. He needs, a green screen. Textbook, he needs a green
3: screen and, and yep. waving his hands around. Amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it'll be – yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, should be soft, right? I mean, it'll be soft anyways, I would think, this time of year there. Like, say no snow, well, no anything. I, yeah,
1: I don't know about that. You know, Denver's dirt, the natural terrain there is rock hard. You know, the the Lakewood National is almost uh, – a complete oxymoron for what you know locals deal with their week in and week out they always comment they're like man this track is nothing like right. it normally is because they just bring in thousands of, of pounds of dirt or sand for that event so you go you go back and look at you know like the last time we raced there was 1996 but that's the natural occurring dirt to that area it's just rock hard almost like concrete so i think you know maybe maybe being in april that changes but it was it was April, May back then too, Mm -hmm. you know, so I don't know that it would have been soft. I think we would have seen a pretty hard packed track, but yeah, the, uh, the weather we've seen in an uncovered track, which is probably the biggest factor of all of it is they didn't get it sealed before this weather hit. Uh, I don't think we're going to have any choice, but to, at at best, be soft and ruddy.
3: Uh, 702-586-7857, uh, give us a call. We're still going to give away a set of Fly Racing chain and sprockets. Call us if you want to talk about the Denver Live Show this Friday night, or Nashville this past weekend, or Denver coming up this weekend. Um, all right, so E.T., uh, obviously, he's in great shape. He just won the last round. We all have been talking about him nonstop, but... Hard to not think he has an advantage this weekend in altitude. Um, You know, we've seen racers in altitude, and, uh, you know, Jason Anderson couldn't even ride because of altitude sickness. And every racer that's ever done it says, you know, it it definitely catches him by surprise, whether it's Salt Lake City, whether it's Denver, uh, whether it's Lakewood National, whatever it is. So it does affect the racers, and ET trains in it all the time. And uh, although that doesn't mean he's going to win, looking good for ET to have an advantage this weekend over everybody else. You agree?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know that it will be a visual advantage. It's, I don't know that it's something we'll be able to see or not see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just knowing what we both know on different levels of fitness and how it affects you, uh, sure, yes, I, I would I would be wrong, I think, in, to say he doesn't have an advantage. I just don't know if we'll be able to tell or not. Right, you know, right. Maybe just on lap you know, 20 out of 26 or whatever it is, maybe he's just not feeling it quite as much. And if, if he's got a lead like he did last week, who, who would ever know, right? It won't yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I know from my own personal experience at the National there and at Salt Lake Supercross, which they're basically very similar elevations, uh, you notice that when you're in your early laps or when you're doing sprint laps or whatever, your heart rate's just higher. It, it's mm-hmm. harder to, harder to recover. And and catch your breath and get your heart rate back into the zone you want it in. So, um, like I said, I don't. The guys at the top are so fit. These guys, Marvin and Cooper and Eli, and these guys are all they're incredibly tuned athletes. Um, but yeah, it, it should make a little bit of difference. If nothing else, it should give Eli a little bit of a mental edge.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, there is that. I I think he wins this weekend again. I I, mean, I do God, too. God, you never know with him and up and down and everything else. But I, th- I think he pulls it off. I just think hometown, altitude, not traveling far, all of that will be just putting him in a good mood or, or whatever. I-, I guess I don't really know Eli. I can't figure him out, but nobody can. But I think he wins.
1: Yeah, I do too. And, and like you said, it's impossible to know for sure what you're going to get from Eli. Um, the only the only thing I would say is that Marvin's been riding really, really well, and if the track's ruddy and tricky, maybe, maybe that – brings Marvin back into the fray a bit more because it takes away Eli's um, ability to be super aggressive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Kenny, like we've been calling Kenny for a win for several weeks now, so does he finally put it together? Um, The one person I don't expect to win is Cooper because I think at some point, and it it could already be happening, I think he's going to be risk-averse. And that may be why, you know, he got third last weekend and wasn't able to beat Blake Baggett or or any of these guys. You know, at some point, subconsciously, Cooper's going to start taking a little bit less of a chance here and there, uh, which I don't think you can blame him. Look at Jason Anderson last year. I think that's just a natural course of things. But I don't expect him on a track that will be very tricky and and very easy to make a big mistake. I don't think he's going to take unnecessary chances to get a win with these other guys. They're going to be full send mode, which we've seen Marvin and Eli and Kenny – basically in the last month or so
3: he's almost got a race lead yeah why let's let's manage that thing right 100 percent, and just yeah and and
1: it sometimes it's even to the point where you're you're telling yourself i got to go for it and and end this thing and just put them out of their misery but subconsciously it's a whole different deal because it's really hard to to take that out of your mind when you're like man you know i'm in third this is really good things are Things are solid if I stay here to be like, no, screw it, I got to go for the win here. Like, that's a really hard frame of mind to get out of, um, even if you're trying to. Even if Alden was saying like, go win and end it, you know, it's it's hard to make yourself do that.
3: I wonder if Ian Harrison and Roger DeCoster at some point uh, pull Blake Baggett aside and maybe just give him direct orders, hey, let Cooper and Marv by at any time.
1: We need we need points. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think going into last weekend that would have been the case right. because, you know, Eli was wasn't really in it. And and you could even argue he's not in it now, but it was between Marvin and Cooper and and in that scenario, every man, you know, every man for himself. It's it's yep. all orange at the front, so who cares? Yep. But I I would agree with you that if Eli wins this weekend and say, you know, Cooper got 4th or 5th, which I I don't expect to happen, but if he did, mm-hmm. and you cut that lead down to 12 or 14, Uh, I could absolutely see that happening. Uh, I know those conversations have happened in the past, and that wouldn't surprise me in the least to see them say, "Hey, you know, you're a KTM guy. We need to make sure KTM wins the title." Yep. Um, That that's just how these things go. There's millions and millions of dollars on the line uh, as far as effort. Uh, So yeah, wouldn't surprise me.
3: Yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to tell them to favor one or another. Just if one of those is behind you, you know, either one or whatever, one guy or
1: whatever it is. And and. I think that's happened. I know it's, it's been like, Hey, don't screw this up for KTM. You know, you just because you're not on the factory team doesn't mean you're not a big part of KTM's race effort. And we need to make sure above all else that a KTM wins this championship.
3: Yeah. Um, absolutely. So, Hey, um, Roxon, got to happen, right? Got it. Got to happen before the end of the year. I mean, come on.
1: I, I mean, you'd say so. Yes. But man, the way things are going, I don't rule anything out. He was, by far the best rider uh, in Nashville, and you know I've seen other people comment and and fans comment and whatever that uh, they don't think that Kenny could have beaten Tomac. And I'm like, I don't know, man. You weren't were you there watching him all afternoon? Because I was. Oh he was, yeah, no, I, you know he, you know he was incredible. Yep. he was absolutely incredible. Um, so yes, I I do think he will win one of these before it's over, but. Like, just like, uh, you know, Kenny's wife, Courtney, told you, like, they're laughing. They they aren't ruling anything out anymore. Like, they're no. almost expecting the other shoe to drop now. You know, it's crazy.
3: I don't think uh, last weekend if Roxon gets by Webb, which I expected him to do uh, for the lead, I don't think Tomek catches him. Maybe Tomac gets a second. He rolled great. But Kenny just would have would have had that lead, you know.
1: I think so, too. Yeah. I, I do. I think he was, he was in a place where he was so confident. And I think the heat race was very telling. I mean, he... I would be very surprised if going into the main event, he didn't feel it was his race to lose. And, you know, most guys are telling themselves, I'm going to win, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. But it's a different feeling when you know you should win. You know, whether you think you can and you're telling yourself to versus I'm the best guy here tonight, and and I've been proving that all day, I should win this. I I think he was in a very confident place going into that main event. And it wasn't even his mistake. It was just an unavoidable circumstance with Joey's bike laying there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, he's probably... You know, and even his uh, his Instagram posts I would refer to, which is you know, silly probably, but you see how fast he's going through the whoops on that. Po- I just to me it all screams of a place where he's very very confident and he expects to win each and every weekend right now. So yeah, to think he wouldn't would be would be far fetched.
3: Right. All right. Let's get some phone calls here. Uh, first up is Mike. Mike, what's happening? Uh, you want to talk about cold weather prep?
0: Yeah. I, how you guys doing? Uh, could you go over? I mean, will they be changing oil and shocks and forks? Um, will any of the guys wear, like, snow gear from uh, Fly or FXR?
3: No, no, it's not going to be. What would be the? Would uh, be the tire, thing, they'll, they'll, they'll they'll use tire warmers anyways. They'll use tire warmers again. Um, no, nothing would be different. I, maybe, JT, like, the fingers might get cold. So I've seen, like, you know, some guys do things for that, but I don't think anything will change that way.
1: The only thing I could see is uh, Fly makes a glove called a cold-weather light glove, and it's basically our light race glove, which most, eh, a lot of them use the pro light and the light, kind of vice versa, they're back and forth. Uh, But I could see somebody, you know, being main event time, it could be well into the 30s. Uh, I could see somebody using the windproof light glove, and all it really is is the same light glove with an outer coating that blocks the wind. Uh, I use it quite a bit on my, my street bike in the springtime. Uh, so yeah, it's it's actually a pretty good idea. um Well, I'll be interested to see if anybody actually opts for it.
3: Yeah, but nothing with with the bike setup or anything like that. EFI will adjust for the altitude and the temperature, and they'll probably have to bump it up a little bit, the compression a little bit, to get the bikes back to where they they want to be or close to it. And uh, they'll be all jackets on parade lap. I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, handguards too. Yeah, handguards. Hand yeah, yeah, handguards. Yeah,
1: handguards yeah, hand one thing just to block the wind. Yeah. Uh, and and you know the credit to the companies out there—they've done such a good job of making handguards that you can't really notice anymore. Uh, that was what I always hated handguards because I could just tell they were there, like they were bulky and in the way and screwed with your clutch. You know that was the, probably the biggest issue of all of them—is they made your clutch all wonky. Um, but yeah, you can't even really tell anymore. Well, so no, yeah, not anymore. Be,
3: Those days are gone yeah, where where you would have to do that. <laughs> yep. yep.
1: Uh,
3: thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. A- uh, Dave, you want to talk about Austin Forkner?
4: Yeah. So here's my question. I was listening to Pulp, and you're uh, talking about how he uh, was always sending it during practice. Mm-hmm. And kind of put it on, well, he's a young guy. They need to learn. And the question I had is, and this is not critical, but why isn't management uh, telling him, hey, cool your jets out there. Don't go out and do anything stupid. Uh, I would think, JT, that
3: Mitch has. Mitch would have at some point I, mean, I don't know if it say don't do anything stupid but hey um, you know maybe back it down I don't know maybe not because he kept doing it so I don't know JT what do you think?
1: Yeah it's an interesting question um, in hindsight yes somebody probably should have said like stop crashing in practice it's not worth it but at the same time it's really hard to hold these, these kids back that are so full of, you know, exuberance and the things that make them so good. You know, the, cause I, I believe the the same things that make Forkner win or some of the th- same things that probably got him hurt is that they just are not afraid to push the envelope all the time. And you hate to ever hold somebody back from getting better and progressing. Um, it's just it's just a bummer that in this case he hurt himself. Uh, the one thing I would have probably done if I was Mitch is say, "Hey, it's cool. Like, you know, go for it or whatever." But you've got to figure out a way to to find the the happy medium there of crashing because, like we talked about, and in, in us idiots in, in the press box and on these shows have brought up multiple times that you can't crash this many times without hurting yourself. It's just I'm not going to say impossible, but it's very unlikely. They're going to crash, and, and we're not talking about falling over. We're talking big crashes.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Without hurting yourself. That's that's just what happens over time, and, and I've lived through it to where it's, it's a numbers game. You know, if you crash 10 times really hard and don't hurt yourself, you're you're cheating fate at that point. So it sucks. It's a bummer. I hope he can race the last two, but you almost want to say it was inevitable that he was going to deal with some sort of injury crashing that many times.
3: What do you think, JT, when you watch his crash? Like, it. What was he trying to do there? What was going on with that? What was,
1: it was odd. Uh, he was just sending it through the whoops that were super sketchy. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, that's, that's my takeaway from it. And he got loose and then tried to ride it out instead of, the to me, the obvious choice of just br- full brakes and doing everything you can to not crash. He just kept going for it. And then it really spiraled negatively.
3: I just don't know how you could be sending it like that through the whoops and then end up pulling a big wheelie. You know, I didn't see the beginning of it so much. I caught it right, kind of at the wheelie uh, on the yeah. live, you know. And I'm like, okay, so what were you doing, kid? Did you did you fall? Your rear wheel fell into one. Were you trying to jump it and you popped the clutch and then you lost? I don't know. Like it was, I never saw that move all day from anybody, you know. In that, yeah. Of a lot of
1: times, you just when you when you miss the spot you're trying to hit, you'll accelerate down the backside of one or catch traction where you weren't expecting to, and then you're gonna it's gonna loop on you because you're you were not expecting it to grab traction there and it did so then your body rotates backwards and you mm-hmm. you know then the front wheel comes up right. uh more than anything he was just out of control i mean that's that's where it really comes down to and then you don't have that control over where you're putting your front and mm-hmm. rear wheel and in hindsight he probably as soon as he started feeling like loose just full brakes and just ride the thing out and not crash but yeah i think that youthful exuberance of trying to send it is mm-hmm. uh, it just bit him one time
3: thanks dave appreciate the call Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks, guys. 702
3: thanks. 586 uh, Got a few lines open. Marshall's on four. What's up, Marshall? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's happening?
5: What's going on? Um, so uh, with outdoors right around the corner, um, what do you think uh, the likelihood that JG is uh, going to get an outdoor extension with Barsha out? We don't know really a timeline on them. Yeah, he AP out.
3: Uh, JG is was contracted for, through the first three I think as part of okay. his deal, so that was going to happen anyways. Aaron will hopefully be back by then, but I think they would just extend that. And Barsha uh, is missing the last three. In case people didn't see that press release come out, and I heard yeah. it's t- so he's ready for outdoors. Like they're just like, hey, yeah, you, you need to heal up and but be ready. So, yeah.
5: Do you think with how shitty JG is doing though, like if he continues to perform at his current level, you know, will they maybe look for a better fill in? And you know, is there any anybody in mind that you? Think they might be able to fill that spot better than JG currently. Well,
3: right now there'd be a few guys, but no, I, I don't expect a change. JT, do you think that? I mean, I think Yamaha would just be like, "Hey, Josh, uh, you know, you're a known guy. We know you got skills. Um, please." But, sort we're, f-
5: but we're okay. We're okay with you rolling
1: around in the back.
3: No, I don't think. I think they're okay with him staying upright and doing whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. What do you think, JT? Uh,
1: I think the contract's signed, so I don't think anything's changing on that. But yeah. if I'm Yamaha, I would be much more confident in him. Riding outdoors, and I would supercross so if it's a situation where they're thinking about not doing this outdoor thing, I think that would be the the bigger mistake. The supercross thing to me was the crazy part because he he even his own you know had said himself that he hadn't ridden supercross really at all, and really yeah. look at it, he's always been an outdoor guy, you know the outdoors I think come naturally to him uh right. just jumping into supercross is why I think you're seeing all the issues you know as soon as he gets. Any sort of tired at all, and still trying to because he's trying to go fast. That's the problem. He's trying to stay with those top ten guys, and that's where yeah. the problems are coming in. You know, if he wanted to ride around in fifteenth, he would not crash. I,
5: I, right. I say that yeah. very <laughs> confidently. But yeah, I'm one of the guys that I haven't I haven't touched him in pole fantasy, and I I continue. I'm, I'm going to continue to not <laughs> pick you, him. You have not
3: picked him I, in three weeks. You have not picked him. I have
5: not picked him in three <gasps> weeks, and. There, there's a reason where I'm at in full fantasy is for not picking him because well, I'm, I'm not ready to get burned by him.
3: JT says he's in because now he's – is he 9 now or is he 10? What was he, JT? I forget. Now, if, he's he's a, if,
5: he, if he's a 12 in Vegas, then I'll look at him. But <laughs> that's, the, that's as close as I'll get to picking him.
3: Okay. All right. Um, yeah, JT it hasn't gone well. I'm surprisingly like Did I expect him to get in the top 10? Probably not. Uh, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Though, like, like Lemay's getting twelve, unless getting 13s blow's Blow's got an eleven. Yeah, like, like JT, that could be where it would be right for JG all day. And he,
1: and yeah, he like would be twelve to fifteen if he would stay on his bike. That's where he would be. You know, yeah, in, the, yeah. in the first Triple Crown event at Houston, he was thirteenth. Right. That's kind of where I think he should be. Yep. I, it'll be interesting with these final three races to see if he continues on with this I'm-going-for-it mode or he backs it when things are going sideways and he feels a little tired. Or yeah. you get these little warning signs when you're tired of like, hey, I'm going to crash soon if I don't do something. I just don't think he's been willing to back it down at that point. So it'll be interesting to see if he changes that and just like, okay, I'm going to settle for 15th here. because I, I, I do think Yamaha's got to step in and say, dude. Well,
3: that's I was just going to hit that. Like, So Barsha's out, right? Um, yeah. So now they got to say, dude? like i please. think so just finish finish <laughs> the damn race like,
1: no one no one thinks <laughs> you're gonna win bike, anyway keep the bike upright <laughs> yes, so. yes
3: yeah uh thanks marshall appreciate it thank you all
1: right thanks thanks
3: yeah like um i that's exactly what i'm saying if i'm jimmy perry like listen jg uh just finish 20 minutes plus one uh we don't care where you are uh please don't crash out we've literally had to go home early two weeks in a row You know, Mm -hmm. so
1: that's that's half the problem, too, is he was supposed to be racing himself back into shape, but he's not even doing the races. He's not finishing the races to accomplish that. Yeah,
3: And, and you know, he's banged up from his crashes where he can't really practice all week or can't practice at the limit. He wants to. Right. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an odd deal for sure. When they when they pick JG, you know, most of us, I think we're like, okay, yeah, that's good. Like, he'll be good, you know, but uh, so far, not so so much.
1: I think he's just he's trying to to put in results of where he was when he was on a cowie. And without the preparation and the testing and the training and everything, you can't do that, you know. And and I think he's just trying to be that guy because he's got this opportunity, and it just goes to show how things go without all of that. And and Chad Reed last year was a great example of that as well. Uh, you know, all of that preparation and and the fitness level you gain and all that can't be understated. Like it, it's just a basic prerequisite to do well.
3: Right. Darkside, what's up? Hey guys, since the weatherman's
0: on the on the, the
1: yeah right now JT
0: um with the weather being what it is do we come back to Denver next year
1: I think so yeah I I mean it's no to me it's no different than Seattle or Boston or New York you know in April I think they're all basically the same situation uh and having said all that I think Saturday it's going to be fine it's going to be ruddy sure but we're gonna dodge it you know if if what hit Wednesday hit Saturday holy cow could you imagine that that Blizzard hitting on race day that would yeah, have been
0: yeah.
1: all-time bad.
0: Yeah, bad for attendance, bad for riders. That's yeah. I'm glad it hit when it
1: did. Um,
0: cool man, i am looking forward to it. Uh, Steve, so Friday night you got the live show, uh, Oriental Theater, I believe. Yep. Um, bringing some giveaways. What what do we expect for Friday night? Pookie, Heather, everybody's coming. Yeah,
3: everybody'll be there, man. It'll be fun time. Denny Stevenson'll be there. I'm gonna ask him like, right in front of all Eli Tomac's home state crowd, like, why do you harass this man so much? <laughs>
1: So, uh,
3: yeah, well, I don't know. I, I have no idea. We can get into all that Friday all right. night, I feel like. Um, and uh, it'll be fun, man. Yeah. You know, the Kiefer's will be there, and uh, Pookie will be there. They'll be helping us out, and uh, who knows what else happens. A Ray said he wants uh, a couple of passes, so you know, maybe, yeah. maybe he's out there getting catty wampus somewhere out in the crowd. Um, <laughs> Who really knows? But, yeah, and don't forget, people, too, we're doing it in New Jersey on Friday night, and we're also doing it in Vegas Friday night. So live podcast shows, uh, they're going to be fun. So,
0: uh, Yeah, I, I went to the one at A1, and I had a blast. Can't wait for this one. And I know you said that a couple weeks ago ticket sales weren't, had not moved a whole lot for the New Jersey one, so those guys need to get the tickets because it's fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, they picked up a little bit since then, but yeah, absolutely, get get on the Jersey ones. Denver, this thing's going to be, I think, close to a sellout. So looking forward to that. Awesome. And right, uh, Side, so guys- how is the Pulpomex yep. wrap up show coming? Is that how how are you doing with that?
0: Man, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, like since the first week, it's all been positive reviews. Uh, everybody seems to like it. I hope. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm enjoying it, and I appreciate right. you still. Very thankful you gave me the opportunity. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Don't and, blow it. Uh, Don't blow it. I'm doing my best. We've got Weeds scheduled for next week. Um uh, the 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 Queen of Pulpamax, Pookie told me she wants to do one, so okay. we've got some cool guests coming up.
3: All right, cool. Thanks, Darkside. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. I don't know how Wait we- Weeds is gonna do it when he doesn't listen to the show, JT, but I,
1: I... Yeah, that's that was an interesting uh situation. He's doing a a wrap up show on something he didn't listen to.
3: Right. Well, you know what? He'll probably just talk shit on me the whole time, which people will also <laughs> enjoy. So all right, before we get to Gant, speaking of that, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Pro Taper, Maxis, and Get. Please check out all those products as well. Before we get to Weege, the 250 West picks back up. Adam seen Cirillo uh, right now, kind of Dylan Ferrantes at two wins in a row. AC is uh, five points up. How's this going to shake down?
1: I think AC is going to get it done. Um I don't know about this weekend. I picked AC to win. I'm not very confident in that cuz I think this these conditions favored Dylan's skill set. Uh but I do like Adam in Vegas. I like him to win the finale. Um I think he, you know he's won the last 2 years there. So that's I'm not really going out on a limb. But I think he's a, he's a great starter and I think he rides that dirt in Vegas very well and I think if it comes down to Mono and mono in a in a close point situation. I'll take Adam in that that scenario. So that's that's what I'm basing it on is, is Vegas being the the tilting point.
3: Um, yeah, he, although he's never ridden Vegas with pressure before, but yeah, he'll we'll see if he can uh, rise to it. Do you believe in anything of uh, the momentum for Fernandez? Because we had a week off, so I think there is such a thing as week to week stuff and feeling good mm-hmm. and flying in, but you know, we've had two weeks off now. So Adam can kind of regroup and think about things and Dylan can maybe lose a bit of momentum. Uh, Do you think any of that is, is possible?
1: You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be a momentum thing, but I do think it's going to be a track conditions thing. Um, surely Dylan is more confident. He's, he won his first two ever main events in back to back weeks leading up to this race, you know, with a weekend off, obviously. So sure. His confidence should be at an all time high. Uh, but I don't think, I really don't believe that Adam fears Dylan. You know, I, I think if they're both out there together, I think he feels like he can beat Dylan in a heads-up situation.
3: I, I would 100% agree with that, yep.
1: Yeah, so I don't I don't worry so much about that. I just think this track is custom-suited, and this weather we're having on Wednesday is going to affect the track in a way that it's, it's the perfect scenario for Dylan to keep that momentum rolling.
3: Yeah, I think Adam looks at the first Triple Crown in Houston and looks at how he worked everybody. I think Adam looks at Seattle, where he caught Dylan a little bit and was mm-hmm. kind of on him and was exactly – I think you're exactly right. He's just like, I got this guy. I just have to yeah. not make mistakes myself.
1: Yeah, he's been his own worst enemy. And, and we've kind of said that about Austin Forkner, but it, it rings true for Adam too, is, is really the only person in a straight-up, heads-up race that can beat them is themselves. Yeah, you know, I, I truly believe that.
3: Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, thanks for the for, – well, hold on a second. Let's bring Weege in here. Weej. Welcome to the show. Hey. Um, All right. So JT uh, says that there's a cyclone weather phenomenon that's happened in Denver. Cyclone bomb. Cyclone bomb.
1: I'm not on an airplane, so I can say bomb.
3: Yeah. Um, But it should be soft. Track conditions, snow, perhaps later on Saturday. Perhaps.
2: Wait, this has happened, though. Past tense happened? Well, it's supposed
1: to snow again later today, Weech, just FYI.
2: All right. Well, as long as it's past tense before the race. You know, as long as it's done, a little bit of snow on Saturday night not going to hurt anybody. We've done that a million times. I mean, how many great snow races have we had in Supercross? Oh, so many. It's it's Probably s- an annual occurrence.
3: So many. It's yeah. It's so many snow it.
2: races. Right. It's, uh, an old, it's an old-fashioned snower.
3: Yeah, um, it's
2: a okay. classic snower.
3: All right. Well, I just want to give that up. Weather update, JT uh, from JT uh, uh, so.
2: I think it looks fine. Looks like uh, yeah, but what it it I can like tell is it got fine. a lot of either lime or cocaine in the track. I'm not sure. <laughs> Sugar? Is it sugar? Is it the Miami 89 Sugar Sand Supercross? What is this? So,
1: so what's your level of concern right now for Ouija with this weather thing? Like zero? You're at a zero. Uh,
2: as of right now, zero. Like tomorrow morning wow. at like 4.30 when I'm about to pack my bag and go to the airport, I will then start investigating this, and then my level of concern will go up. But until then, I'm not concerned one bit.
1: But you don't have to investigate it. I've been sending you pictures of snow, a snow-covered snow covered supercross racetrack with no cover
2: on it well it doesn't really matter until i decide which jacket to bring this weekend that's really the critical juncture and that'll be tomorrow morning today no big deal well i look
1: forward to taking my victory lap
2: much uh i san diego should be a great day <laughs> all right if you get the san diego one and snow in the same year that counts for i think 12 victories
3: <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly 12 right. rounds. yeah exactly <laughs> Um, All right, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, guys. See you. Yeah, JT is uh, very much on the weather. Uh, Weege, he is... um...
2: Look, dude. Here's the problem. The track was not covered. Yeah. Correct?
3: Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, so that blows my whole theory. My whole theory is it doesn't matter what happens during the week. The track is covered. It's fine. What happened?
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't...
2: They didn't cover it. (laughs) My whole point is that people freak out what happens Monday through Thursday, which has zero effect on the track. But, Not this time. Yeah. So, uh, you guys probably already discussed this, but this, um, will probably have an impact.
3: Yeah, it should be soft and ruddy, if nothing else, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that'll, I be, the, that'll I mean, be the it best like to... a mud
2: race. Um, if you're in a close championship battle, which, I mean, technically all these ones are, I mean, you know, yep. if Webb loses 10 or 15 points on any given weekend, that's massive. Yep, yep. So, uh,. Uh, that's big, and we know how close the 250s are on the west.
3: Right. Um, yeah. So let's yeah. let's let's dive into that before we touch on 450s on the fly racing motor yeah. 60 show. Yep. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Wygant or myself, or you want to talk about some Lucas Oil Pro Motocross kicking off soon, or if you want to talk about Denver or Nashville or anything else, uh, give us a call. Still giving away a set of fly racing chain and sprockets, by the way. So, all right. Um, Adams five up. Dylan's got two wins in a row, though. How's this shaking down in your eyes? Uh,
2: I don't see as big a line between the two riders as uh, you and JT do. I mean, in practice this year, they go back and forth. Uh, I think the biggest difference, I know it seems hard to say this, but the biggest difference is Adam has executed better. I know he blows races. It's hard to put him in that category. But Ferrandez has sucked at his starts. He's screwed everything up on nice where he's ridden fast. But now he got that all-elusive win. And did you notice that as soon as he got one, It all rolled perfectly for him in the next one. Mm -hmm. So I think speed-wise, they've been close all year. And the only problem with Fernandez is they haven't put it together. He magically got that first one, which usually fixes that. And the only difference to me between the two of them now is that Adam's got a five-point head start. I wouldn't stopwatch battle is, dude, you've watched these practices this year. They literally go back and forth every lap.
3: Yep. No, they do. Yep.
2: Um, The differential is not big, or if it exists at all, but five points is nice.
3: Yeah, five points means that Dylan, you know, has to pass him or catch him and then pass him. Has has to. I mean, I just don't see Adam. I mean, he took off for the first Houston Triple Crown, you know, won that thing. But I I don't know. I don't see Adam. I don't see with the field we have right now. We got Nichols, Ferrandez's teammate, that could get in the mix. But I don't see Hampshire getting in the mix. McElrath isn't there. I, I don't know how Adam stays off the podium.
2: Yeah, and that's a huge thing because, as we've seen, when it comes down to the end and you've got two guys fighting for their championship lives, kind of what happened last week in New Jersey, they still ended up second and third. Or, sorry, New Jersey. Where were we? Nashville? Nashville. Uh, Cooper and Sexton still ended up on the podium because there's just so much on the line for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Even a first-turn crash, these dudes are going to come through and get third somehow because they're racing for half-a-million-dollar bonus, mm-hmm. and nobody else is. So by the end of the year, all the spoilers that we think are going to get in between, they very rarely are factors.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. So, right, it's going to be harder for Verandes to make up. Now, I know if he just beats him two in a row, if he goes 1-1 and Adam goes 2-2, yeah, that's enough points, right, but right. as I like to say that usually never works out.
3: Well, the shootout will be interesting for sure because it looks oh. like both ti- both titles are coming down on the wire. You know, they're coming down to Vegas, and it's going to be great.
2: Yeah, the one, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's only so much teammates can do in a chaotic, crazy race like that. Uh, we don't know what situation is going to be in by the time they get to Vegas. Obviously, he has the potential to get in in, in, in between, or Adam has the potential to get in between in the East, but... Forkner's almost a non-factor at this point. I don't know if we can really even
3: yeah, from what I, figure
2: out how he will factor in. And I don't think Marchbanks or Marty, with a title on the line, are going to be fast enough to interfere. If that makes sense.
3: I disagree a little bit, but uh, I talked to someone close to Forkner at camp, and at ACL yeah. meniscus, which isn't a surprise, you know. Yeah. And he's going to tough it out, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see how that goes. I think Marty...
2: Well, can... yeah, if he's good... If he can ride close enough, then for sure he and Cincinnati are in the position to help each other, hurt each other at steel points. I just don't think that Marchbanks or Marty... Again, in a do-or-die, you have to no, I can situation.
3: I can 100% yeah. see Marty taking off with uh New Jersey win, being, okay. being Marty again, pulling a Marty, and then in Vegas, Sexton winning the title without winning a race.
2: Yes, but what I'm saying is the teammates... Oh, I teammates helping. Like, got it. Got it. That's what I'm saying. I don't Sorry. think the teammates are going to be able to help. The only, the only guy who's fast enough to help AC is Fortner.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, and we don't know what condition he's in, and yep. he's got his own thing to worry about. I'm just saying that we're going to start teasing all these crazy teammate angles, and it's probably not going to amount to anything.
3: Right. Right. Um, may,
2: may the best man win is probably the way it's going to turn out.
3: Yep. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Um, Friday night, everybody Oriental Theater. again will be there live. Racer X. PubMex podcast show. So that'll be fun.
2: Uh, yeah, you too. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. This has been a phenomenal season to start doing these shows because can we have more action? Can we yeah. have more yeah. drama?
3: I, I, I want to ask Denny Stevenson why he keeps harassing Eli Tomac too. So I intend <sighs> to do that. I,
2: I, I believe deep down he might not even be able to articulate why, <laughs> but I think he does it out of love.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I once used that same defense with Marty, so I understand.
2: Uh, um, yes. Uh, You know, the coach is supposed to be hardest on his best player. Yeah. Because he wants to get the most out of him. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I think that's what – I mean, look, Denny's whole thing started with he was bummed that Eli didn't ride the Nations. Why? Because he's the best rider we have. Got it. That's why he's mad.
3: Right. Well, that wasn't quite (laughs) my defense with Marty where I want to see him ride. That wasn't quite my defense. No, no. no, no, That
2: was uh, – we don't –
3: Okay, let's get us some phone calls. A lot of people on the line. Uh, First up is Steve. Steve, you want to talk about outdoors and Eli?
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, do you think he's going to kind of be up and down like a uh,
3: supergross this year? That's a million-dollar question, how huh,
2: Yeah, it is. And obviously it's changed in the last uh, five days here because, I mean, it was headed in such a tailspin that we had, as you probably heard, Steve, every theory on earth from he's going to retire to he's burned out to uh, everything. Now that he's got to win, it looks more like he's back to being good, so that takes some of the drama out of it. So maybe he won't be – as up and down. But it's going to be tough, man. These guys are really good. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got to be – I don't think he's <laughs> – if he's not 100% in his A game, he's not going to be able to make it happen. This, I think the field's a little bit sharper uh, than it's been the last few years. Roxanne's going to be better yep. uh, than he was last year, et cetera, et cetera. So there's not much room for error.
3: Uh, Steve, do you want to set up fly racing sprockets and change? You got a bike? Uh, yeah.
0: That'd all right. be
3: awesome. Stay on hold, man. We'll get it to you, All right.
0: Uh, Hey, Mathis, uh, who do you got coming out of the East and West for the Stanley Cup playoffs?
3: Uh, Weege, what about you? What do you think? What? Who's going to be in the final, Weege, for the Cup? Uh,
2: Jersey Devils, for sure.
3: Okay, they're not in the playoffs.
2: Are they a team still? Yeah. Okay, Jersey Devils, for sure. And uh, what team does Gretzky own?
3: Uh, he doesn't own anything anymore.
2: He did own a team, though?
3: Yeah, Phoenix.
2: All right, Phoenix and New Jersey. Devils. Okay, there thanks, you go.
3: fantastic. Uh, Steve, yeah. I think I cannot believe Tampa Bay blew a three nothing lead to, to the Blue Jackets on home ice last night. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to go Tampa Bay, and I, I cannot believe they lost the first round, the first game. But I think the Jets. I think Winnipeg will make it. All right. All right. Thanks, staying on hold, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. Wait a minute. What? The playoffs have already started? Yeah, they started last night.
2: Oh, is that what's messing with the supercross? time schedule this
3: week yeah absolutely and it's going to mess with your you outdoors it's going to be out, mess yes. with your outdoor stuff too
2: oh it always does yeah absolutely yep absolutely yeah.
3: i love yep. when you have to read the promos on tv it just brings me a little bit of joy oh. knowing that you have to you know focus and constitute on the nhl for a little bit
2: yes i'm full-on uh, alexa siri just robotically reading things i don't even know what these words mean <laughs>
3: yeah yes. uh hey uh, uh this is zach you want to talk about jason anderson
2: Hey yeah,
5: I'm just wondering, uh, I see that wins are pretty hard to come by in the four fifty class issue. You guys think by now, if Jason Anderson was uh healed, you think he would have had a win? Or if he never got
3: hurt? Dude, I don't know, because remember the beginning of the year for him?
5: Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm asking, like, do you think he could have turned it around? Do you think <sighs> I he was just gonna be mediocre? Or
2: what
3: I kinda think so. I'm not mediocre, but I he man, he didn't look good. So um what do you think, Jay, or Weech? What do you think, Weech? I don't know where Anderson's season was going. That was very going to be very interesting.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know, remember he could have won at uh, round two, but then round three was terrible. You know, you could just blame round one on opening round jitters, but that round three being a disaster, that's really alarming. So I don't know. I almost feel like the injury bailed him out. He got a little reset without having to take any of the punches of not getting good results. So I think it might have been tough on him, and this injury wasn't obviously great for him to get hurt. But in some way, maybe it uh, helped. Yeah do, you guys,
5: uh, yeah. do you guys think the rumors uh, of him being injured before were true? Do you guys know?
3: He definitely, he th- definitely went to the hospital for some kind of injury in December. Uh, There's people okay. who saw him there, but I don't know how, much, how serious it was or how much it affected him or anything else. You know? Well, here's oh, what's
2: hilarious. In one interview, he actually said, yeah, those rumors were not true. Yeah, I got knocked out around Christmas, but whatever. I wasn't hurt. And yeah. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Did you just say you got knocked out two weeks before the season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not an injury. Uh, yeah. so I'm very confused.
5: <laughs> what about outdoors? You guys think he's obviously going to be riding MX only for now until outdoors? How do you think he'll do there?
3: I think he'll be good. I don't think I don't pick him for the title, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely. think he'll be a consistent podium guy. Weej, what do you think?
2: Yeah, and that's what I was saying with our previous caller with Tomac. I mean, Roxton's going to be better than last year. Webb, obviously better than last year. Marvin should be as good as last year. Anderson should be better than last year. Baggett, yeah. probably better than last year. Uh, that's that's going to be tough. So that's what brings me back to if Tomac has any struggles at all, this is going to be tough because I would think the challengers for him are a lot stronger than they were a year ago, including Anderson, who clearly wasn't ready yep. for the beginning of outdoors last year.
3: And, but is Anderson back riding yet? Yeah, I think I
5: saw that.
2: Is he? I heard he is, yeah. Okay, so yeah.
3: how many times do we see the opening round, the guys who've been riding outdoors for a little bit, have a little tiny advantage on some guys? So maybe Anderson comes yeah, out at the, first, at the first yeah. couple, and he's and he comes out swinging, you know? So That
0: was yucky.
3: Yeah, thanks for the call, yep. man. Appreciate it. Thank right, you. Thanks. Bye. All right. Shad, what's up, man? How are you? What do you want to talk about? Shad.
4: Well, Hey, what's Hello? up, bro? Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Hey, that's about the private privateer uh, uh, raffle. Yeah. Um, like a trio of questions um uh, what do you think the odds are that uh adam efting nap uh just goes ahead and 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 takes a dive to get the 25 points for it and then when he gets that the other two races you know he go ahead and makes the mains on purpose because he could have anyways and then also um what's up with the bike does that bike come with all them sponsored parts on it or certificates with for the, the sponsored parts? Yeah. And then the last okay. one, is uh, is there a chance of a black flag if someone takes out uh, the on an LCQ privateer, um, takes out Adam Epnapp on purpose just to score the points and him not?
3: Okay. Lots of questions in yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> there. I don't think there's any way that the Supercross people are aware of what's going on and there will be no black flags issued for any Move in in relation to the to the privateer giveaway. You think
4: that's possible, like a scenario? I can't. no, I, I mean, don't. That's a lot of money. I,
3: I know, I don't. Actually, I think it's over twenty seven thousand right now. Um,
4: yeah, I uh, I buy one ticket a week, and counting this weekend for this race, I I bought one ticket a week for all races. I have oh, 15 nice. tickets.
3: Oh cool. Yeah, right on. Like,
4: Thank you. I'm like my fingers are crossed.
3: Um I it, the, the bike comes with the, I am not I'm shipping the the winner a standard stock bike and then all of those companies that are stepping up will be sh- sending separate uh parts to the to the bike. So, uh, oh, okay. yeah, I'm not putting it on and then sending it. So, um, so you'll have all the stock parts, and you'll just replace whatever you want with with the winners, with the stuff, the companies okay. that have stepped up. And then the, the first question is: I think Adam is legitimately trying to get in the main events. I don't think he takes a dive. Oh, I think he, I think he legitimately is trying. It's he's working on it. Um, he's you know trying to do it. So I have not seen any evidence uh, of of him. Nah. You know,
4: take... What do you think his team's saying? I mean, from the from the you know the outside looking in, now they see his his advantage he has to win that kind of money. What, what do you think they're saying? I mean, do you think they, they? I mean, I know that it's kind of maybe a dumb question. They probably support him to make the mains all day long because that's what they're. Yeah, about. that's that's what but they want. You know. Of it.
3: They want the main events. They do. They want the main events. The money doesn't mean anything yeah. for them. The team itself uh, and all of that. So I think as long as Addy's trying, and I think he is, they're fine with what ha- uh-huh. what's been happening. So, but thanks for the support, man. Thanks, Chad.
4: Oh yeah, I own fifteen tickets and I'm stoked.
3: Awesome. Thank you, buddy.
4: Or, Appreciate it mean. yep, yeah. thank you.
3: Well, you'll have seventeen. The winner should be like twenty, twenty-one grand each.
2: Yeah, the problem is this is like when they accuse NFL teams of tanking, which you know they do do, but it's hard to get individual players to suck on purpose. Right. I mean, right. if you're the HEP team, your goal is to get more support from Suzuki and every other sponsor for next year. So the more main events you make, the better. And if you're ending that, same thing. You know, you're looking for money and a ride and support next year, so you can't really take a dive no. uh, in this situation. Sorry. Um, yeah. The
3: only thing we're having an issue with is, as I told him, I said, look, I am not getting taxed on that money. You know because I'm giving it away, so I need uh-huh. your tax info before I give you the oh. money because I have to claim it you know like hey this is what I do with this money and he said, you're not getting that I'm not doing that I'm not I don't want to pay any tax on that money. I'm like, well, you're not getting the money so now we're okay. at a standstill so I, I don't know how this is gonna work i I, I think he, I think he I think he will have to bend down and give me his tax information break break and get, break down and give me his tax information.
2: You uh, you are now going to have to become one of these shady promoters. You're going to have to find some way to rig it that he doesn't win. Right,
3: (laughs) Exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, We've got a call about Roxxon and Outdoors. Gus, what's up, man?
2: Hey, uh, Deuce Deuce, he'll pay the tax on that money. He'll he'll want the grand He'll come come around. Exactly.
3: I agree. I think he'll come around.
2: Look, Roxon should have won a few of these Supercrosses for sure, and he's Getting back into the stride now, like, do we see him coming out hard and outdoors? And, like, I mean, could he be champion?
3: Kenny's always said outdoors come easier to him than Supercross. He's got two 450 outdoors, including beating Dunge at the height of Dunge being Dunge. Can he beat him? Um, why not, Hal Weege?
2: Yeah, I'm very much on the Kenny wagon for uh, outdoors. There's a little scare here with these health problems that he was having and are getting better. Obviously, his riding's getting better, too. I don't think he's completely, like, feeling totally fine. But it seems like that's turned. If that's not a problem, to me, he's as strong a contender as anybody, even more so than he was. We knew going into Supercross he'd be pretty good and would be in there. But I put it at an even higher level. Now, when he's on outdoors, dude, it's – I think people, like you mentioned, Steve, he's beaten Dunn straight up. 2016, I mean, Tomac was there all year. I know it was his first year on Cali, and he wasn't quite the same, but – it was no contest. I think Kenny won 20 motos or something. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's capable of. So if he's got it even remotely in the ballpark, look out.
3: Um, yeah, and, and look at last year. Like, he wasn't himself, right? But still did all right. Won a moto. Challenged yeah, podiums yeah, all think, the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure.
2: I think he should be better.
3: Yep, he should be better, exactly. And he, and he was pretty damn good last year. So I would think uh, he'll be better. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Thanks, Gus.
2: All right, man, thanks. Thank
3: you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, uh, we, so Barsha's out for the last three. Probably a good idea. He's been weeding himself up uh, here a little bit, and Yamaha probably just wants him to get ready for outdoors. But that's, an, that's, a, yep. that's another guy missing.
2: Yep. Yeah, well, amazing, by the way, how his season has turned. I mean, does Anaheim won? How far in the past does that feel now? It's like five years ago. And in addition, <laughs> remember – at that point, it was like this "Ah team Yamaha did it. They rescued Barsha the you know that's how good this team is they They turned Barsha from the scrap heap to a race winner. This team is amazing, this bike is amazing, and then two weeks later, it was uh yeah, Cooper Webb left and went from not good to great <laughs> and Barsha's nowhere to be found yeah, so- like again, that feels like five years ago, yeah. that Yamaha and Justin Barsha won the first round. It totally did not trend in that direction at all so.
3: You've always been this guy that pushes the A1 narrative of, look, do not make any judgments. Do not, do not, you know, do not jump to conclusions, anything yeah. else. Um, yeah. I, I, this, this holds, this is another proof that, you, that you're right about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, also keep in mind that it was Wilson and Mookie leading the majority of the race with Barsha stalking them in third. Those were the, <laughs> those were the guys. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Think and, about that. Yeah. Um, and also. And as
2: good as Dean is riding lately. Dean is riding awesome lately, but he's not riding leading 14 laps at Anaheim 1 level. Yeah, yeah. As the opener's crazy, and it was a little muddy, so that adds to the um, you know up and downness of it. The start is even more important. That probably helped Dean too. But yep, yeah, it was a crazy one.
3: Yeah, absolutely, it was. So um, you like you like obviously Webb to take this thing home, uh, but with JT and I both agree that at, at altitude, you know, at his in his home state, Tomac will win this weekend and, and narrow it up a little bit. But I mean, with him, we never quite know. But that's what we what's how we see it. What about you?
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys on most of these things, and it's not just that Webb has 21 points. It's that everything has gone his way, so it just seems like that's the way it's going to be, right? But I think we forget. I mean, Anderson did blow up a wheel randomly with a race to go last year, you know? Uh,
3: yeah, I it guess same, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and it was, in many ways, it was like, it was clearly just Anderson's year. Everything was rolling his way, right? It was, and we actually forget it because it didn't end up affecting the title, but... Man, just one thing like that happens. Marvin and uh, Eli are tied. For yeah. A second. Yeah. So if one weirdo things happens, and next thing you know that they both move up and they're both nine points down, you know, ten points down, something like that, two guys, mm-hmm. second and third, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility.
3: No, no, absolutely. No. And, and, and yeah, stranger things have happened. There's still three to go. And, uh, and then we have yeah. know, some, some. So we could have. But said on
2: it. the flip side, who yeah. would have ever thought this? I mean, he's only. Essentially, five points away from being able to clinch it a round early.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. True. I uh, I just yeah. look at Webb and like, like you, know, you know, he got knocked down in the heat race. A red flag comes out, and he's and he's he goes on to get second in the heat. He yeah. has a bad day in qualifying all day and still pulls yeah. a whole shot in the main event. It's just working out for Cooper Webb, and that's yeah. fine, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you can look at that either with the head or the heart. You could just say it's fate and it's things are rolling his direction, or you can say. He's doing an excellent job of, of managing it and making the most of it and getting starts when he needs. And, and by the way, not crashing. I mean, he crashed in the mud at San Diego. It wasn't even really his fault. And has he crashed in a main event? Uh, mm. But down in the first turn, Anaheim won. First-turn crashes are weird. Yep. I mean, yeah. I think he crashed in a main event besides mud race and a first turn.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, also true.
2: to me, it's a lot of. It's a lot of making your own luck, which makes me think it's a little more repeatable. It's mm-hmm. not just luck, and that could go at any time. It's, right. He's clearly doing something in these mains that's allowing him to keep minimizing this damage. So that makes it a little easier to count on it.
3: Do you think um, – I was thinking about this the other day when I, I was interviewing Blake Baggett after his race. He rode well, got a second. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if this – you know, he's kind of dealing with an injury last year a little bit. I wonder if this this could be a fourth of the outdoor season for Blake Baggett like we saw a few few years ago.
2: Yeah, you never know. You never know with it. Yeah. You, you, you never know. Hey, you're talking about Baggett here, right? Yeah. Here's yep. the example. Yep. Like, remember what really took Baggett out of title contention was he had that crash in, I think we are in Minneapolis, right in front of Marvin. Yeah, yeah. He like flipped on and on right. off. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Webb hasn't done that. Like, you could argue that Baggett on the right days is just as fast as Webb. Mm-hmm. And you could easily say that about Marvin and Eli and even Kenny, but they've all had weird things happen, and he hasn't. So I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's just luck. I think he's just – and that's what Webb has always been good at, not mind-blowing speed, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that you're going to put on a video on Instagram and be like, oh, my God, look at this guy. But in the racing part of the races, he executes, man. Those – those ups and downs—they're yeah. hard to avoid—but I don't think he's avoided them uh, by chance. Yeah, for Baggett, who the heck knows, man? Yeah. I mean, he should really have won more than one race this year. I feel he's been that good.
3: Yeah, I agree. I agree. He should have yep. like two or three, and uh, and, yep. and and hopefully, yeah, maybe it comes for the team and for Blake. Uh, before we go here on the fly race and Moto 60 show. So Justin Hill and I got into it. I didn't get into it on Twitter, but um, you know, I, I posted a, a photo. I, I replied to a guy who had a, a photo of Justin out at night after the race. He hurt his back. He pulled out early. The guy said, "Well, he's out at night," and I just said, "LOL." And then Justin, Justin actually f- hit hit his back. Probably somebody alerted him to it and said, "Hey, you know, it was better that I was up and about, and my back was my, my back was hurt," and and this and that. And then you know, I just replied to him like hey, I get it, your back is hurt, but that's not a good look, basically. No manager's going to be happy with that, and I don't think Jay bone was. This kid doesn't get it, though, man. Uh,
2: you can't. You can't. You can't do that. You can't go out.
3: Right? You, you can't. can't go out. Yeah, I agree. No, you can't. I, I, I whether, just...
2: it's, whether it's logical and whether it doesn't affect your back or not, you cannot pull out of a race and then go out. At night, you can't do it. Even if it really didn't affect him one bit. You just and, he,
3: and even if he said it was better to stand up than lay down for the bad back.
2: Yes, that's what I'm saying. Right. Even if there was a logical, uh, uh, physiological reason for this, um, walk around your hotel room and drink beers in there, but just don't oh, do it just... in public. You just, there's no way you could reasonably expect anyone to see that. Your employers of what I mean. And be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know, it didn't hear it as much standing up, so it's okay. You cannot
3: He doesn't seem do to that. get it. He doesn't seem to get it. And it's too bad because he will look back and be like, Man, I should I blew this. You know? But
2: Yeah, he will. And I think you'll you'll see in three or four years him attempt to ramp it back up. Right. You know, right. but right. these opportunities aren't numerous and when you as you said many times, when you give it up once it's hard to get it back. Yeah. You know, as soon as you give up or quit one time, yep. it's really hard to come back.
3: Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks. We each appreciate it. We'll see you this weekend, Friday night, Oriental Theater. I know you'll roll in about uh, you know five to five to seven, but uh, yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll be there uh, one minute before we start. Right. Exactly. Th-
3: thanks for planning. I always appreciate how you don't want to talk about these shows at all beforehand.
2: Yeah, we'll talk about it on the stage. Okay, while we're doing it. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah.
3: Thanks, all buddy. Right. Appreciate it. Thank Bye. you. Uh, that's Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas earlier. Fly Race and Moto sixty show presented by Pro Taper. Get Maxis tires. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Tits. Yes, sir. No show next week. Oh, wow. I'm going to miss you next week. Yeah, we're off because there's no race. First Man. first break of the series. But thank you for listening. Thank you, Fly. Thank you, Maxis. Get ProTaper. See you in a couple weeks, everybody.